Hello and welcome to Unsafe Space. My name is Carrie Smith. I am joined tonight by Comics Division. Well, hello. Known as AKA Ian. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I'm I'm so excited you could join me for this one because I didn't realize you guys already sort of knew each other. Our guest tonight, who I'm very excited about, is Jeremy from The Quartering. Hey, how are you doing? That was a fun Hi. intro. I like that. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean all the tech problems beforehand? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the Pong thing. I, I like that. Oh, oh good. Oh, Carter yeah. made that. Yeah. Cool. So I just met uh, Jer- I just met you, Jeremy, at the mm-hmm. Better Discourse Conference mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. And I had not watched your show, but I'd been hearing a lot about you that you're doing a lot of content about, no, good things, about, <laughs> about social justice in the media. And uh, instead of doing topics tonight, I told you, I just sort of want to get to know you. Usually when we do interviews, one of the things I'm really interested in is, is like at the beginning of a zombie movie or a zombie book, <laughs> the most interesting part to me is when people start to realize there's some, there's some kind of pandemic, there's something going mm-hmm. on and that the world has changed. And mm-hmm. so I always like to find out because this ideology has become so dominant and creeped into so many things. How did you first come into contact with it? And can you tell people a little bit about um, your show, The Quarter? Sure. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> amazing job moderating that weekend. Uh, I thought you did really, really well and uh, provided some levity and used the opportunity to uh, you know call for more uh, dissenting opinions to to meet and have conversations i think if that was on the fly then that was really impressive and even if it wasn't on the fly it was also very good um yeah so uh, um my kind of the nexus of my you know uh why are people so crazy uh came maybe well, it was when i still played magic the gathering the card game and i had made some like I don't remember exactly what happened, but I realized that people were saying things that felt inflammatory or inherently anti-male. This is probably like must have been like 2015 feminism when it was like really toxic. Um, Like, uh, you know, and um, I remember some upper I was a content creator in that space and some upper person at Wizards of the Coast who makes the game literally like put a reddit post out and was like we disavow this guy he's a misogynist and all this kind of stuff most of the words that i had never even heard or understood um and they weren't yeah. talking about you they were talking about me yeah. oh they were yeah <laughs> yeah he got canceled yeah yeah i did wow. get canceled. Yeah, yeah yeah um so wizards of the coast banned me for life uh banned me from any uh, attending any events um, I heard about you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was you. Okay. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a really bizarre thing because you start to get gaslit. And I'm like, am I the crazy one? No, no, no. It's actually these other people that are crazy. Um, and so you know, in my early days, I was a little too spicy, a little too emotional, a little too mean in cases. I definitely did. You know, you know cross the line into being mean. I never did anything like overtly like for example, they banned me from the game, but I never I had never had a single negative interaction with anybody 
at any of the tournaments. I never had a single complaint. You know, I mean, it was just like, hey, we don't like that this guy's <laughs> making fun of our our company's woke politics, so we're going to ban him. They never really had a real reason to ban me um, other than, like, I would make jokes about um, giving people a hard time. And, um, you know, like, oh, uh, there's this crazy lefty there uh, at, the, at the convention. I'm going to see if I can get a selfie or something along those <laughs> lines, you know? And, like, they were super sensitive to that. Uh, I had just had one particular stream where I had many drinks and I was a little mean to a cosplayer. Uh, and that's the opportunity the, the the community that didn't like me took to say, oh, like Polygon wrote an article that said I harassed her, which is absurd. Um, I was more so making fun of this like hashtag not all, but there is like this kind of cosplayer um I'm going to sneak into your community. And I, I felt like protective of the men in the community. And so I was like, Hey, easy player. Like um, you can dress up like our characters, but once you start your only fans and you start extracting money from, from lonely men in my community, mm -hmm. then I don't like that. Right. Um, I could say it more eloquently now than I did then, which I probably just called her a thought or like <laughs> something like that. Um, and so, you know, and I swear I'm just smiling because it I'm sure that didn't go over well. It did not go <laughs> well. Like a lead balloon. Yeah. I was yeah, it was really bad. Um I didn't lose a single subscriber because I've always been like authentic about, you know, my opinions on things. But, you know, this is a game that I played since nineteen ninety four, it's my all time favorite game. And so they banned me from playing it online. They banned me from playing it in person. They stole my digital collection, which was worth tens of thousands wow. of dollars. Yeah. And um, I, I I got it back through through uh, some big brained PayPal chargebacks. But nonetheless, um, yeah. The, the, and the, the thing was like the company itself had, had become so obsessed with identity politics that I was like making videos on the head of R&D being an idiot and saying like 30% of magic players are female, which is utter baloney sausage. Like I've played the game for 30 years. No, it isn't. <clears throat> um, and I would call him out. And then, so I guess I can't be surprised that he took that personally. So there were people, I had friends inside the company who were, who were basically like, <laughs> dude, they hate you. You know, like they see your, they all watch your videos when you're making fun of them and they hate you. And, um, so they they had their chance. Like I have a lifetime ban. The only other person with a lifetime ban is like a, a literal um, like people that spend uh, comfort time with children. Like very few people have lifetime wow. bans. That is insane. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was when I was like, oh, there's this whole yeah uh, crazy section of people out there. So just for people who are not familiar, I'm going to ask some very basic questions. I know I know about Magic the Gathering. I never played with any seriousness. I, I knew about it like I knew about DD. Mm -hmm. But I was just talking to my housemate about this interview before he started, and um, who's more of a normie. That's not an insulting word. She, no, I think normies, normies are, are awesome. my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, what's, what's Magic the Gathering? <laughs> can, you, <laughs> oh, yeah. can you tell people a sure. little bit about it's a It's a game. It's a trading card game that's kind of like 
uh, mixing chess and math. So like, um, or, or even elements of poker, but you use like mythical creatures and you battle and you try to drive each other's life totals down to zero. Very few people play these kind of games. Now everyone's playing with their cell phones and their, their uh, raid shadow legends and all this stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was, was, and probably still is the most popular trading card game uh, in the world and, and probably always will be. Um, but it's a extra, it's a, I always used to say it's the best game in the world made by the worst company in the world. And most people <laughs> that played the game would, you know, know exactly what I'm talking, not just the politics, but just many of the decisions they made were very, very, very poor. Yeah. Watsy's kind of like where games go to die. Yeah. Yeah. They used to have Pokemon actually way back in the day and they blew that. And then, um, uh, then it went to I don't know who makes who made it now, but yeah, yes, I dislike them very deeply for taking my favorite hobby away, but um, it's okay, you know. I started this, I started the quartering basically because of that, so it turned out okay. Yeah. So well, not only um, that, they they've also ruined the game itself too. I mean, they, I, I used to play nowhere near as much as you have. I got in around Ice Age and. Now it seems like they've really dumbed it down. Yeah, they've dumbed it down, and they push planeswalkers, and, they, and they're they're worried about there's power creep, which just takes a lot of the strategy out of the game. They they dumb it down so that more it's easy the, the barrier to entry. This is a common thing in gaming. People and it's you see it in video games too, like the whole whining about things that are too hard. Um, mm. Games journalists talk about it. Man, the game's too hard. Accessibility and gatekeeping. But that's what we liked about the game. Like, that's why a video game like Dark Souls is like legendary, and everyone's probably heard of it, even if you oh, never yeah. played it, because it's legendarily difficult. Mm-hmm. And like, I grew up in the Nintendo Entertainment System era where every game was brutally unforgiving. And like, so. <clears throat> I liked magic because I was used to playing difficult games when I was young. Um, and, and, uh, now everything's gotten, you know, dumbed down because they want like literal morons to be able to play the game. And that's fine. That just tells you that they've kind of run out of, you know, they, they've run off a lot of their old money. they people that used to buy the stuff and used to play. <clears throat> that's something that we've seen, not just in, it's so funny when this ideology like takes over in different niches, because then you can see how it operates in a small ecosystem, but it operates that well or that way in all of these other ecosystems and at large. So you see the same thing happening with the gifted and talented programs that they're mm-hmm. trying to get get rid of now uh, nationally. I've, I've I was in that, that when I was young. <clears throat> no big deal. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Have well, you ever seen that flow chart where it's like, um, it's like. Uh, demand uh, accessibility into something, get in, change the rules. And then like, I forget what it is. Maybe chat will know, but there's like this life cycle of an ideology ruining something. And it's mm-hmm. always the same, like whine about it. Oh, go ahead. I don't understand flow charts. Can you explain it in a way that is accessible to me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one though. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's I wouldn't it's probably not even like a flow chart. It's like one of those bubble thing mm-hmm. things. I don't know what the name would be. I'm more of an Excel an Excel guy than a visual guy. I can't do visual learning. It's very difficult. Like even building bookcases, 
I'm not even embarrassed because you know I am who I am, but like I pay people to like build a book. I have an assistant, and I'm like, can you please build the bookcases, mom, who just had a kid four months ago? Because I can't do it. And like, it's just give me data in a spreadsheet. I'm, I'm I got you. But uh, looking at a, a diagram or something, my brain just doesn't doesn't work like that. Um, one of the places I haven't seen it move yet, and I'm curious what you guys think about this, because like you said, it's in video games. They want to make video games easier. It's in Magic the Gathering. They're definitely attacking academic success. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in sports yet. Why is that? <laughs> it's the last frontier. I mean, it really is the last thing. And it's not for lack of trying, I don't think. I think that when you talk about certainly identity politics is in sports. We see this. Oh yeah. In the, um, the, uh, female, the WNBA players don't make as much as the NBA players who could figure out why, um, this female soccer team doesn't make as much as a male. Like, um, and then we also see it in the more extremes in the discussion going on right now about, um, you know, biology and what category are allowed to play in. For the most part, sports is untouched by it, which is why this last year was particularly annoying, um, where it just became like political, especially the NBA. And the ratings prove it, you know. Um, so I do think it's there, but just not in the same way. Like you still have to be able to be the best at your position. Mm-hmm. Um but it's literally circling, like the wolves are circling every other aspect of it, right down to the concessions, probably in the in the stadiums. Yeah, well, it's it's also in ESPN, so it's definitely in the the commentary space. ESPN is absolute trash now. Yeah, I, I used to watch it every morning, and now it's like it's most. I mean, it is. It went from like a rare political conversation to every day. Like mm-hmm. every single day. And and again, their ratings and layoffs. It's like they don't care. They're just willing to go down. Um, you know, the NBA has, I, I believe, if uh, if I just, if I just, uh, it's historic lows um, this year. And, and they did a direct survey about it. And people said the game's too uh, political. 39% of people who responded to this recent poll identified as sports fans said they are watching fewer games this season and politics is the reason why. Um, and and the NBA, re- NBA ratings are like legendarily low this year. Last year's NBA finals were uh, the worst in 20 years. And it's like, who could? And, and, and it's like, they just, they know why, but like, they don't, they're like, well, it must be something else. It couldn't <laughs> possibly be the political messaging printed on the basketball court or on every NFL jersey. Sorry, this isn't a, this is one yeah. hits close to home for me, but it's, and it's frustrating when you talk about it. The conversation is like, you know, I'll say like, well, you know, maybe not printing Black Lives Matter on every NBA court is like, you know, awesome. Like, what? You, you don't think Black Lives Matter? No, I just, you know, like, <laughs> The other 23 hours a day, I can watch politics or consume political messaging. I just want to see squeaky sneakers and people put a ball in a hole. And and it's just, we saw that with the NFL last year. They did this huge thing in the first game, and the fans literally booed them uh, at the Chiefs opener because people are like, the people that go to these sports games, they work all week. These tickets are expensive. 
uh, and they don't want to go there and and deal with politics, even if they agree with them. I don't believe that that even if people agree with them, that they're like sweet, uh, you know, yeah. um, the everyone's in the midfield kneeling and holding hands. Awesome! This is what I wanted to see. Like, <clears throat> I, I don't buy it. No, it's the reason why they're removing that messaging for the next season too. Yeah, they absolutely dialed it back in the NFL last year. Oh, they are way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and they won't say why, but. They won't say, you know, of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) I have a guilty confession to make to both of you. I don't think I've ever talked about this on on Unsafe Space. So uh, people who watch our show know I manage comedians and I pushed a lot of woke comedy. I produced a show called Totally Bias on FX. I believed I was doing good in the world. I was like pushing social justice. I also represented, this is strange, but my partner and I represented a sports writer and commentator named Dave Zirin who is always on ESPN. At the time, he was one of the few who was pushing social justice in the sports world. And we thought, I thought that was amazing. Mm. I was like, this is great. He had a, a show he did called Edge of Sports. And so in a way, I, I think I also contributed in my small way to helping thank push you the for, idea. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for apologizing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that makes mistakes, Carrie. Yeah, I and I don't think there's anything, to be to be fair, like I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with, I'm not like necessarily full-on shut up and dribble, but right. like I'm just saying I don't, I don't want to spend my few hours of escapism consuming it. So I think there's a fine line when you push back against this stuff because – you know, I don't want to like say that LeBron James can't say things, but I'd prefer he doesn't like put a target on police officers' backs to fifty million people. Yeah, um, like you know, be the change you want to see. You know, like um, maybe I'd have more credit for LeBron James if he said, "Hey, uh, just a single tweet. I'll never criticize him again. All he'd have to do is say, oh, I don't know, three words: China, Uyghur, Muslim. Tweet it out." <laughs> 50 million people would know about ongoing concentration camps in China. So he's not really that uh, much of a saint. You know, no, it's he about knows, the money. He knows. Yeah, yeah, of course he knows about it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I support, like, equality, obviously. And, um, but, I, you know, I'm not tuning into a sports game to watch it. And I think that that's – I'm not the only one because the ratings yeah. agree. Well, it's it's tainted it the same way it tainted, apparently, Magic the Gathering. And I was I was taking a note earlier when you were telling how you got introduced to this ideology and how you got your lifetime ban at what was it? Oh, Wizards Magic of the- Wizards of the Coast is a company that makes okay. Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So I was going to say this is a very inside, inside baseball, inside knitting joke. But you are the Maria no. Tuscan of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do happen to know that the knitting community is very woke. I remember yes. reporting on that a few, a few years ago, maybe. That's so maybe- insane. Yeah, Maria <laughs> yeah. Tuscan got a lifetime ban from a couple of knitting conventions for simply doing a video saying she wasn't going to get involved in the political opinion making and drama. Like, Isn't I'm not that- going to be a part of it. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I saw... Um- is it Basecamp? I think Basecamp came out and said like yesterday they make um Basecamp makes a project management software that that's open. I think it's open. It's not open source, but like even I, it's not like for big corporations. It's like if we all wanted to collaborate, yeah, you know, we we could use Basecamp. I, I'm familiar um, with it. 
Yeah. So uh, they came out and said, like, we're not going to do politics. Every, they didn't say, like, which, you know, but if you say you're not going to engage in it, that is at least publicly an endorsement of the, the bad side of things. Yeah, and it's a I political saw statement. Yeah, I saw people tweeting out like, we're not going to engage in a politics is a great way to hire a bunch of Nazis at your company. I'm like, Jesus, can we just not, you know, like, can I, I always talk about like the hot dog salesman. Like, can you just, I go, I go to your hot dog cart. I know it, I know it ain't great for me, but like, I just want a hot dog. Like, I don't want to hear who you voted for or any of this crap. And like, I just I hope that more people start spending their money that way. I certainly do. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy. I talk I talk about the China thing a lot too, and I say like, "Hey, you know, oh boycott Ch- China. Yeah, good luck. You know, like <laughs> it's it's very difficult. But you know, there are small changes that people can make, whether it's w- avoiding woke politic company or like fighting back against China, but you know, Hey, I got two paper plates. One's a dollar 29. One's a dollar 49. Okay. This is a fight I can take on and win. This is made in the USA or made in Finland. Who cares? It's not made in China. I'm going to make that decision. And I think if if people start getting active about these micro wins, they, they will start to add up. At least Mm -hmm. you can go to, you can sleep at night being like, Hey, I stuck it to China with my paper plates today. And then, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah, buy local, maybe a little less Amazon. Yeah, there's a fallacy around Amazon being cheap. That that's long over. Like Amazon isn't that isn't always necessarily the cheapest. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you if you can, I, yes, shop local. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes you just need to get your your shoes and your beef sticks from the same place delivered tomorrow. No disrespect, I understand. Buy from Amazon, but if you can. You should shop local. Yeah. I've started to notice more of these brands who are coming out, like you said, trying to sell you the hot dog with some sermonizing Gin and Jerry's lately. Just, I mean, I know they've always been political, but lately it's like, are you religious too? Because it feels (laughs) at this point like you're religious. And then what was the cleaning company? Was it seventh generation products recently? Mm -hmm. And same thing. I'm like, I don't, I'm not looking to my dishwasher soap. For <laughs> yeah, just clean my plates. Like, so, yeah, yeah. They had, um, and and that's the funny part is how it becomes like a, a religion. It's like uh, it's the same with the poke. You know, I know what to. I, I promise you'll be safe with what I say. But like, get it or don't. That's cool. But this like worship is weird. It is weird. It is weird. I it mean, it's very cult like. Yeah, and it's like, yo. Hey, that's your body, your choice. Like, yeah, liberal, and like, um, but being a like, they had this, they had this uh, viral video going around this week of this like Karen lady that was like a TikTok. I don't know if you guys saw where she's like, oh, I saw, I see you on a plane. Oh, I went to your Facebook page. Yeah, I'm like, God, like, go outside, like, or get laid for crying out loud, like something. I'm pretty sure she's a fem cell. (laughs) Wait, wait, what is this video? I didn't see this. I, oh, I, I, I can probably, send it to you. Yeah, okay. it's 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 creepy. And, like she and really followed someone on the left. online who didn't wear a mask or something. Yeah, well, she was wearing a mask on a plane, but it was it was very um, mesh or something. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was mesh, and, and that was dumb of her to post that online to begin with because this crazy yeah. Karen girl went after her. But 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, she went through all of the stuff, like through her history and calling her a racist and all these things. And it's just like, Jesus, lady. I yeah. mean, this is clearly evidence that you're not getting laid. Yeah, it has to be. Or you, like you have zero hobbies. Yeah. I think they I think it is their hobby. Yeah, I think people get they get a. Oh, man, I was talking about this with someone. It might have been at the conference this weekend, but some people get why that you, you get an adrenaline or some type of dopamine rush from even sort of negative or toxic interaction. And if that's the only kind of dopamine rush you're getting, you can get addicted to getting it in negative or toxic ways. That's and a really so, good point. That yeah, yeah, you're so, right. So yeah, I think some people it's like they wake so they're the people who were in my social justice echo chamber when I was in the echo chamber who every day woke up like hating the world and hating Trump and just like outrage, outrage, outrage. And I started to realize like they but it feeds something in them. Like you wouldn't want to be that. It's like a black that. hole and they suck yeah. people's joy into it. Like they, yes. they, I don't love president Biden, but it doesn't ruin my day. Like no. there, there are people that it, I mean, I guarantee there are people on the right that it does too. Right. Um, but anybody on either side, where they're like cope posting all day, like, <laughs> yo, you lose. You get that, right? Like, life is short. And this is how you want to spend it. Like, cast your vote. Everyone should vote, even if you write yourself in. But, like, move on. It's okay to move on. Like, I, I don't understand um, I, this obs obsession people have with uh, resisting. Because really, at the end of the day, all of us are pretty irrelevant so you might as well have some joy in your life oh yeah yes. yeah for sure i think joy is actually part of the antidote yeah i think it's that's think why it's they want to kill it yeah it's what gives people if you're not getting your purpose through all these things they try to make unappealing now like going to sport a sporting event and having camaraderie and also a kind of uh non-violent tribalism mm -hmm. <laughs> where you know, it's it's a healthy way of expressing and, and exercising our, our tribal instinct, I think. I mean, so they want to wall that off. Um, having families is, uh, they, they have all these words for breeders and people who mm -hmm. have, oh, yeah. that's the worst. <laughs> breeders right? and cedars, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And they even shame you when you're doing things like, uh, in my world, I used to see any woman. I was, I came in through the feminist door to social justice. So anybody who would. So it was really wide. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, okay. Uh, You're still mean. Hashtag confirmed. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that see, was good, though. They wouldn't laugh at that. They would yeah, be like, Yeah, I know. You got to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah, yeah. they don't yeah. like laugh. You, get, you can't have a sense of humor. It has to be able to write things. They run. Working in social justice comedy was weird because you would see the audiences literally as jokes would happen. They're running them through their filter like, Can I laugh at this or not? And they'd be looking around, you know, is the black guy laughing? Isn't that or, funny how, well, I was yeah. going to say if the big difference with them, um, this isn't my original thought. I guarantee a million people have said it before, but like, if you notice how the late night shows used to went, they used to get applause or uh, laughs. Now they get applause mm -hmm. and it's like a totally dynamic it's shift insane. and it's insufferable. Like <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I just need an hour for Jimmy Kimmel to agree with my politics. Like, who seeks that <laughs> out? 
I, I don't, I mean, I understand, by the way, people on the right do it. They, they watch the Tucker religiously. I don't even, I don't do that either. I don't need a talking head on TV to tell me I'm right about something or that they agree with me. And it's, it's, it's sad. Are you a um, believer? Do you have any faith? Are you atheist? Do you believe in God? Uh, I would consider myself um, agnostic. Agnostic. Um, I would say I'm open to, I used to, consider i spoke at like atheism conferences because you know how like myth count started right yeah mm-hmm. but like uh as i got older i'm like i'd be kind of i think i'd i think it'd be sweet if there was like some sort of benefit to being a good person um like i find that i do business with religious people i prefer to because i feel like they're not gonna you know the, the person that's building my house i'll give you an example it, he has some like bible verses on the walls and i was talking to somebody else who also works with them like what would you think about the i'm like hey you know what he thinks what he does in this life matters so he's probably not going to screw me over so i'm cool with that like i i i I don't have any um uh real hardcore faith other than just trying to be a good person yeah what about you comics i think you're I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I, I basically say I'm an apatheist, but I'm I'm really kind of more in lines with being kind of more of an animist than anything else. What's that? I don't know. Um, that term. You kind of believe in spirits more so than oh, anything okay. else. Yeah. So um, like like ghosts or like uh, I mean, we could talk some spooky ghost stuff. <laughs> um, well, let's put it this way: I, I, I've had things in my life happen. I, I'm a very skeptical person, uh, but I there's definitely been things that have happened in my life that I can't explain. I've you know as a kid, I've had some incidents of remote viewing, and I, I that's something I can't explain. Hmm. Um, but okay. it, it did happen. So. So he's open to finding Christ is what he's saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let, let me go in for the kill. Yeah, well, I, like, yeah. You know, it's not like I wasn't <laughs> okay. raised without religion or anything. Cause you know, I, I was, you know, from the church of England, so to speak. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it just, um, they never really jived with me. I, I, I kind of found paganism to be more fulfilling to me, I guess. But, um, yeah, well, I, I just kind of believe there's probably more spirits than anything else. So that's, that's kind of where I fall. Well, let me ask you, both you think about this so whether you believe in god or not i think it's an interesting question my my preacher gave a sermon recently where he said he was sort of arguing that man is is um can you look at man as man is a thinker like what separates us from the animal is it i think therefore i am like is man is it his ability to reason or is it his ability to believe or is it his ability to worship and so he was sort of presenting an argument that human beings have something in us that's designed to worship. And I look at all this stuff happening around us, like Jimmy Kimmel's show with everybody clapping and it's like church and the Well, it is. That that is a very human thing. Uh, Having religious beliefs is a a very, very human characteristic. You know, we we have to believe in something. And, And it's the reason why things like atheism also turn into another form of religion. So the, there is that kind of innate too. thing to yeah. believe in yeah. something higher than ourselves. <clears throat> yeah. In atheism's case, they believe that they were just smarter than everyone else. Yeah. You know, that was a, you know, I think I found I, when I was young, I was like, mm, atheist. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you idiots. But then like, <laughs> as I got older, you know, to answer your question, I, I guess I don't, I would think like, 
belief is probably one of the few things that separate us from, because I think, you know, anything else in nature can, can, um, uh, do anything else we can do. Like they can reason, they can love, they can have empathy. They can, you know, they can have critical thought even at a, even at a different level. Um, so, you know, I still crack up at those like, uh, what otters or whatever. And they crack up, they're like have oysters on their bellies and they eat them. Like, why not? What made them think like, I'm just going to go down there and open these things, these rocks and like eat these slimy booger things out of them. But, um, you know, so animals, so belief probably is a unique thing to humans, but it's also, uh, it's also a really dangerous thing. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well, the, the thing yeah. that's so interesting about it is that humans are the only species of animal out there that actually goes and buries their dead. Yeah. Is that and that's, true? you know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think like your best bet would be like, what about like ants? They just, they probably just <laughs> eat them. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Besides the, the Neanderthal, I mean, Homo sapiens are the only ones besides um, Neanderthal. Yeah, it's hmm. interesting. Um, this isn't about burying their dead, but what, what you're saying, Jeremy, about other species engaging in critical thought, even if it's at a different level. Um, you know, Jane Goodall, who, who studied chimps, she came hmm. out with this disclosure that I believe, from what I recall, she held on to for a while because she didn't know how it, people would react to it. But this this disclosure that chimps weren't just engaging in battle, they were engaging in strategy too, like raids, mm. yeah. like almost a strategy for how to commit a war against another group. I believe that. Is, I mean, I saw Congo. That movie was terrifying. <laughs> I think I saw that when I was young. It was like that, that was the one right with the white with the albino apes or like the white apes that oh, were like yeah. evil. And they were like super violent. I think I was too young to see that movie. Apparently, uh, I'm being corrected. With me. Oh. Uh, elephants apparently also bury their dead. I've always heard about elephant graveyards. Well, they uh, mourn them. I heard, oh. yeah. But I don't know if they necessarily bury them, but I don't know. Maybe. Elephants yeah. are are wild. Like, yeah. um, you would think that there's so, they're like, um, you know what they say about the dinosaurs, right? Like really big, but like tiny pea brain. Mm-hmm. And like, um, Elephants do all sorts of really like intelligent things, which you don't normally see in like gigantic mammals. Um, but uh, it's also my favorite exhibit at the zoo because they're always just, they're always doing something, you know, they're not just laying around like the rhino. You might like, it's just sit or the hippo is just sitting there in the water doing nothing. And elephant, elephants are thinking about stuff, I think. Yeah. They're, I think they're, they're, they're pretty intelligent pigs too. I didn't eat yeah. meat for a while because I learned how smart pigs are, and, and then I don't do know. pork because of that reason. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like I don't um I don't like make it a a, a big deal. But yeah, then I was like, yeah, they're kind of smart to eat. Yeah, you know, I'll just stick to shrimp or whatever else. <laughs> so I want to take it back. Uh, just before I forget, I want to take it back to Magic the Gathering again. Okay. I just want to give people just kind of a, a video I can point to where I try to explain what happened, how this invades different communities and destroys it from the inside out. And so when it comes to Magic Gathering, I know there was an artist, maybe there's more than one, but there was an artist, a magic artist who got... Therese canceled. Nielsen, yeah, a, mm-hmm. a lesbian woman who wasn't woke enough because she... Uh, so they labeled her a turf as 
social justice people do when you leave the tribe. If you're already gay, then you ha- like, what can they say? Like you're then you're a turf. Um, they ruined this woman's career because she liked a few tweets from like Republicans. It was nothing like there was, it wasn't like she had some weird manifesto and like people were shaming. This is a woman that was sorry, emotional topic for me, but everyone loves Therese Nielsen's art. And then people would go to these big events and they would deface it. And they oh, were like, right, like, she's a good artist. Yeah. And they would say the like, hell? you know, say no to turfs. And then, they would, no, and then Jesus. they would put it on camera, you know? And I was like, you know, it's cr- like, come like these people are awful, awful people. And so, yeah, I mean, she, she wasn't even a conservative. She just, you know, followed the wrong people on Twitter and liked a few uh, tweets that people didn't like, apparently. God forbid if she was actually conservative too. Yeah, right. Well, she's basically what I could tell is like, a, just kind of like a free thinker. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't call myself conservative. Um, even though I, tend to hang out with people that are more conservative. I hang, I mean, I have no problem like hanging out with anyone else or even relating to them. And I think that's probably how most people are. And that's probably how she was like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not, you know, there was this back in the 2016 election and maybe longer, there's always been this thing like, well, if you're black, you're gay, you've got to vote for a Democrat. What are you nuts? Mm -hmm. And then when Trump ran, he, and Trump was like, I don't really care, you know, like about gay. He was like, I'm not, Gay marriage, cool, whatever. And then they're like, oh, crap. You know, like, (laughs) so there were like, I got asked to speak at the log cabin Republican thing in Wisconsin, uh, but I don't do public speaking because I get really bad anxiety. But I was like, man, what an honor. Like, could really (laughs) stick it in their face. Like, but uh, in the people that hate me, you know, like, oh, I went to a gay Republican thing and spoke, you know, but um, yeah, so. Uh, Therese Nielsen fit into that too, or maybe she, maybe she liked Trump, but she had, she definitely never said I'm a Republican or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to that place where that's, that's part of cancel culture is if you have something that you're afraid of losing that they can take from you, like your job, and you even like the wrong person or follow the wrong person, they will use that guilt by association thing. And I just don't see it. I see it as, Currently, anyway, it's mostly in one direction. I don't see a lot of people on the right doing that. I see some occasionally. There's a couple of them, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I won't. I won't name them. But yeah, there are a few, especially even in like our immediate circles. But like the, it's super rare on the on the right, which is why I think more people feel welcome there. Like, if I can just comment because I was there and I'm not speaking out of class, like. You could really see, how do I say this? At, the, at this weekend's event, last weekend's event, you go to the, I think it was the first night. And and by the way, I will shout out to like, like Sofane is awesome. I know he like criticizes me all the time. He does like response videos to me, but he's always been kind to me in person. And he'll always go ahead. Great feeling from him. Yeah, he's, he's like, we don't agree really on anything politically, but he's a cool, just a cool dude. Um, like I could definitely kick it with him, like, you know, any, any time, but you could definitely see a divide in like, you walk into the after, not the after party, but after the, f- the first night, the VIP thing where like all the speakers were there and then some people, 
it's just like there's like this little corner of people that are just like angrily staring at people and then everyone else who's having fun and um there's one side of the aisle that was having fun and the other side of the aisle that was just kind of sending daggers and, and, and like sniping. I just, that's just the vibe I got, you know, and that's how it, it it's like a couple of myth cons ago, I spent most of my time with like people on the left and they were, they were fine. Awesome. You know, like we had some beers and, but I, I feel like people forget that humans are humans and they can put politics aside. Yes. There's, that's because I think, well, there's more important things than ideology. And you can forget that even if you're a person who's pushing back against bad ideology, like woke ideology, I think you can take it too far and then, and then say, well, everyone I come in contact with who believes in this belief system that I think is bad, they must be a bad person. So and they must be incapable of changing or something or their beliefs define them and, and their beliefs don't define them. That's part of the problem is I think they think their ideology is their identity. It's exactly. not. Exactly. Yeah. I, I should have stepped in and made the point before you could make it, but yeah, that's oh, exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that's, that's something I've been trying to preach to people too. Like, your ideology isn't your identity. You're more than who you voted for. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I, you see this a lot in the LGBTQ community too. When, like, obviously, being gay is not an ideology. You just are, and that's cool. But, mm -hmm. like, they make it their whole, like, their sexuality is their whole identity. And that seems like that would be really unfulfilling because you're just more than that. That you're an alien, you're, um, you're like intrinsic traits, or, you know, like, um, you're, you, people should view, look for people who are more than that, not like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, Republican, so I'm going to say Republican things and I'm going to go to yeah. church on Sundays and I'm going to I'm going to watch Fox News. And that's who I am. Like, I don't think that that's very fulfilling either. No, <laughs> can't be. I, I just no way. Can't, there's no way it can be. I want to read a couple of super yeah. chats. I'm thing. sorry. I'm bad at this. I let some go. There's some guys, if you sent one, thank you. There's some that I like go too far and I can't find them. But Andrew Knapp, thank you, says the founder of Basecamp is very left, which is surprising. Yes. That mm -hmm. he didn't want to bring politics in. I'm just, I was, I saw him super chat that and I want, I was just going to fact check myself. It was some company like that. So I'll verify that. You go on. I'll make That's sure. That's super cool like, if he's very left. Oh, yeah. It is Basecamp. Yeah, yeah. Tech firm bars political talk at work. Yep. It was Basecamp. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We need more and of that everywhere, please. Except for like, you know, I don't go on. Go on. Oh, super chat. Yeah. Heel versus baby face. Hi, as he <laughs> says, hey, all comics. I had an experience in quotes when I was a kid that I've never been able to explain. So I'm with you on that. I think he's being serious. At first, I thought this was I a do dirty, too. Yeah. Yeah. dirty joke, but it's not a dirty joke. He's being serious. <laughs> I think that's when, that's when he lost all his hair, I think, is it just oh, okay. it turned gray and fell out of his head. I would love to talk to him more about that. I, I Benjamin Boyce got me to talk about my my experience, my feeling of when I felt like God was talking to me. I'm like, oh, this really? is going to be the interview where people think I'm weird, but... <laughs> Uh, and then Toxic Man Flew, thank you, sir, says we need to stop labeling ourselves as liberal or conservative and get back to basic human decency, respect for others and common sense. These are discussions people who have nothing else to worry about, worry about first world. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. And Ryan says um, Brazilian X 
Magic the Gathering player. Thank you for your work in Magic the Gathering, Jeremy. Better to leave the game with good memories and stop supporting woke companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well put. Is there an alternative for people who like Magic the Gathering? Yeah, there are other card games that are like Japanese made that are not, you know, like people move to Yu-Gi-Oh! or they play, heck, even Pokemon. I mean, it's more simplistic, but at least it's not like, you know, shoving identity politics. So a lot of people move to Japanese games. Um, Flea East, young f- fans of of uh, of anime waifus and um, non-woke politics. There's yeah, a Japan's lot of options. where it's at. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. I remember you saying that comics about anime. Yeah. Manga, anime manga. is, is they're outselling domestic comics. Like, it's just, I'm sorry, but guys like big old boobs. That's just a fact. All right. Girls like them too. And when you start, like, you know, it's just a fact that attractive men and women sell better than unattractive ones. This is not like a mean thing to say. It's just a fact. It's just and reality. So, yeah. Yeah. So when they started making comic book characters, you know, 35 pounds overweight, nobody wants to see that. I know it's representative, but look, I'm this is coming from a certified fat man. Okay. So I, this is my area. Of, I don't want to see a fat superhero. Like nobody wants to see that. No, nobody, nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> for Jeremy, this is from Big Ugly Clown. For Jeremy, social justice warrior, CRT training specialists equal. Oh, Phyrexian facilitators. Yeah, yeah. That's a deep lore magic joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Thank you for that one. I had to bail you out. I knew that was going to be You had to bail me out. <laughs> uh, and then the other one I missed was Kent. Thank you, Kent. Said so the first GoFundMe that I ever gave to was Caleb's. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I think it's at like 125 grand now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> What is Caleb's? Can you fill me He's in? He's the Holiday Inn worker who um, oh, had that. You covered. Tape. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little more about, and comics, I don't mean to monopolize this. Feel free to. No, go jump ahead. In. It's fun. But I want to know more about. So when you started, you felt compelled to start to start speaking because of what happened in Magic the Gathering. And that's when you started the quartering? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I started. I had built this whole channel around Magic the Gathering and then like I couldn't play it anymore. Um, so, you know, that was really like jarring for me. It was definitely um, a point of uh, divergence or inf- uh, inflection. What's the right word? Either way, whatever. Like uh, I, I, all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. Like I like playing this children's card game and that's fun and all, but like, Maybe there's a bigger conversation to be had because I had just had my favorite thing in the world, my favorite pastime taken away from me, and I didn't really understand why. And so it kind of thrust me into the the culture wars a little bit, which, um, you know, affects everything from, you know, movies, music to, you know, I mean, literally everything. Yeah. Um, and I kind of got thrust into that. And I've always... I've always like uh, respected fandoms a lot. And I, I mentioned earlier that, you know, part of the reason I was so hard on this cosplayers because I was worried about like my community being, you know, milked for cash um, by people from out, like outsiders who are like, you know, oh, I'm just like you and, and uh, give me money. <laughs> and um, 
the and so I saw this happening in in everything Star Wars uh, like the grift is strong in Star Wars and um, so I kind of just fell in love with defending fandoms and um, I found that really there's a lot of crossover like magic players like Marvel movies and they liked Star Wars and they liked um, you know video games and they, everyone was going through the exact same bull and um, so I decided to like position myself as try to be a voice for for the normie fans of of things like comic books who are just like wait a minute I'm not homophobic I just I just a regular I just want to buy Wolverine comic I, I I'm not <laughs> and like um, this was the narrative at, at the time and um, it was really bizarre to me and the more I dug the more like fandoms that I came across that were experiencing the same stuff. And um, I, tr I try to be a voice uh, of defense. Like most people are good. Yes, there are homophobic, homophobic people out there. There are racist people out there and they're not great people. But mm -hmm. there are such a small percentage uh, of society, like the, the, the swath of people that get painted with these labels versus the people who are actually these things. That's a frightening thing to me when we have the president of the United States say, you know, white supremacy is just, and I'm like, yeah, okay. But like, you know, CNN calls everyone that. So are we going to have like, are, are we just start put like people, you know, trad conservatives, are they going to be on no fly lists now? Because you like, I noticed that the definitions of words were becoming meaningless and it's very scary for me. You know, I remember when, uh, you know, the, the idea of, of like, um, uh, how do I say this in a advertiser friendly format, but like essay, if you know what I'm, um, mm -hmm. like to me, that was like something physical and, and this, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, actually if you're a man and you, and you like look at a, look at a woman, you know, and she doesn't want you to look at her, well, then you're, you know, you're doing yeah. something awful. Mm -hmm. And like, I get that there's providing unwanted attention and that's not okay. But like these words, you know, started to lose meaning. And um, I don't know. I don't know where I was going there. Sorry. No, I know, I know what you're getting at, man. Because <laughs> yeah. like, we have like people within the Biden administration saying that the constitution itself is rife with white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. It's absurd. And, yeah. and, and the modern day definition of it is hilarious. You talk to somebody on, on the, on the left and and like let's say a, a word like racism, I think most people would agree that it's a word that you know you're unfairly judging somebody based on the color of their skin uh, as like a baseline. But if it takes like thirty minutes for someone to define a word, then it's probably not like yeah. it's like well actually it's uh you know the systemic this and that and this and that. And I'm like okay, so really you're not really defining the word at all. You're just redefining it and um yeah sure there's more nuance but you get you get my point like it worries me that the president's like now these are you know using the t word to describe it and yeah i don't even know what modern day supremacy looks like uh, to me it's a kkk weirdo uh who's like a probably 100 years old there's like 50 of them left in the in the united states you know so i i don't know what what he means when he says that anymore I think it's a, it's 
what what you're saying about them destroying language. I think this is very common and has probably been very common throughout history in totalitarian regimes. And we don't know enough about history. And and we have all these authors who wrote, um, you know, works of dystopian fiction like 1984 and Brave New World and, I used to look at those a year or two ago. I looked at those as like, wow, they were so prophetic that they saw this coming. Yeah. <laughs> and now I realize, no, no, no. It's because it keeps happening. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just that they could see into the future. It's like they were looking at the past too. Like, and yeah. Idiocracy just, wasn't supposed to be a documentary. But I feel like <laughs> every day, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, who, yesterday and kind of like the political sir who had never seen it. And I was like, I'm not going to give you any like any, you know, lead in because that always ruins things. Like somebody's like, oh, this is the best movie ever. And you watch it and you're like, oh, I have these high expectations. Anyway, like just watch it. Mm-hmm. And then like a half hour through the movie, I was getting texts like, dude, like, <laughs> we live it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Rondo's yeah. got what plants need, right? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the the destruction of language, like you said, it's gotten to the point where nobody knows what anyone's talking about anymore. We have to define terms in a lot of our conversations. Like, what is liberal? What do you mean when you say liberal? Because okay. I don't think know if we mean the same thing anymore. And um, and and then because of that, it makes it's it's almost like one of their goals is to keep conversation from happening. To keep to keep dialogue from happening and they have a lot of excuses they use first of all just to excuse themselves from having to discuss with you so they'll say yeah. there's a power dynamic it's off kilter so therefore i can't have this conversation with you because you hold more societal power and institutional power than i do right like so they'll have reasons ways mm-hmm. of getting out of even having the conversation but then on top of it they're destroying language so if you do have someone who wants to converse with you you have to figure out, well, what do you mean by this word? What do you mean by this word? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. go into well, that, it, like, like white supremacy. What do you mean yeah. by that word? What that is it tweet, even? Yeah. That's what yeah. you sent the other day about the whole thing with talk, people talking about how they don't want to use wilder bananas anymore because. <laughs> yeah, I like, saw that. Yeah. What the hell? It's, yeah. <sighs> this is privilege, though. I often. Ref- I, I oh, always, absolutely. I often is. Like. People always give me like give me the business of my videos when I say that. I've said no, but this is actual privilege mm-hmm. because if people had real problems, they wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, what fruit word can I not use anymore?" Because it's ableist. <laughs> yes. Like, do you have never experienced strife in your life? If that's what you're worried about, that's like one of the first wake up calls I had. Back when all this stuff was sort of getting through to me, and I was in the echo chamber. I was like a true believer. I pushed this belief system in my work. I mean, I really thought I'm working to make the world a better place. I believed all the lies about what it is. It's about ending racism and sexism and oppression, et cetera. Yeah, good, good things. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But a, but a few things started to get through to me. And one of those was watching the um, blow up at Yale over the Halloween costumes. Oh, my and God. Yeah. do you remember that? Watching yeah. those students scream at that professor. Yeah. Um, um, about how oppressed they were and how he wasn't creating a safe environment for them. And I'm just thinking, I'm looking at you. I'm like, you are the epitome of privilege. You're at Yale. You're yeah. at Yale. Yeah. <laughs> this is our home. This yeah. is a safe yes. space. It's like, you're at college. Holy shit. Evergreen too. Evergreen was like yeah. 40 G's a year to go there. And now if you look it up, the school is completely 
nobody wanted to send their kids there anymore. They're, and and same thing with um, the University of Missouri, where they had all these demonstrations. They closed another door, entire dorm down because people are like, oh wait, okay, no, we we're spent, we're not sending our kids there anymore. We're not, and that's always nice to see, at least. Yeah, that, well, it's the get get woke, go broke thing. Except mm. going broke hasn't seemed to matter. Like a lot of a lot of these companies and, and stuff that are going broke as well, they're still pushing the ideology. I mean, you Magic know, the Gathering. You were talking about NBA ratings are down. Um, you know, video games are down. Comic books are down. But how long does it take until they're like, okay, you know what? The bottom line does matter to us. I really hope that it happens in my lifetime. By the way, you should. I don't know if you talked to spend any time talking to Nikki uh, at the event. Oh, uh, I did. I talked to her a lot before. There are actually. a lot of parallels between you know, the, um, like kind of the social justice, uh, movement as it were back then and mm -hmm. her own little group of people, but yeah. the, um, and she's very nice by the way. Um, the, it, it is weird to me that I don't know. I, I I'm like, what, when are these people going to go out of business? Mar Oof. Marvel, you know, yeah. like, come on. Like I am not, I'm not buying your stuff anymore. Um, NBA ratings are lit the, the exact number I forget, but it was, it is a staggering amount. It's like, you know, massively down, which means well, the issue is that they're owned by these very large corporations that make a lot of money and they're able to absorb that loss. That's the problem. If Marvel was its own company, they'd already be out of business. At this That's point. true. Yeah. If Marvel comics had to, had to sell comics to stay in, in business, they would be done. Mm. Um, they, 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 make they need to print the comics to keep the movie rights going um and the rights to these characters going um they had the hilarious new warriors comic book last year <laughs> it never it quietly never even came out like they never they never uh, th th there was like one superhero that got their powers from internet gas <laughs> and then there was hilarious. one and then one was a, a a big fat chick who had like a her superpower was a backpack. trailblazer yeah. yeah and then like the book never even like marvel put out on their main channel it, it had like a hundred thousand dislikes to like 50 <laughs> likes it was hilarious it was and and it, i don't think like people said it never even shipped like they bought no, it, it didn't no they, they never. basically canceled all the orders yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was this like the one that is you told me about comics it's like yeah snowflake and safe space yes. yeah They're daniel daniel kibble smith yeah kibble smith yeah yeah i remember him like uh like indignant online, like on Twitter, like, yeah, this is going to be the, you guys are all wrong. You just, all, you're all ignorant. You're ignorant. I'm like, okay, <laughs> see how many copies you sell. You just talk about taking a bat to somebody's head too. It's like, yeah. bitch, please. Yeah. <laughs> they will take that bat from you and beat your ass with it. <laughs> yeah. I think he had, um, there were some, there were some comic, some comic book shop that was like, I'm going to order a thousand copies to stick it to the white supremacy. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was like, least comics, I think. Yeah. Stop. You know, like <laughs> you're hurting everybody because we're getting a water, watered down product. This is why Hollywood doesn't make movies anymore. It makes content. They don't want to produce something good um, and entertaining anymore. If you look at, I think Bill Maher had a great, um, a uh, bit like two weeks ago about like no wonder nobody goes to the movies everything hollywood's putting out is like farting in a champagne glass and like if they're all super <laughs> sad and they're like you know 
nobody wants to pay, take their family to the movies, which is, by the way, 50 bucks now if you get mm. popcorn and whatever, right. to feel like a piece of garbage. Yeah. Nobody wants that. They want to be entertained. This is something I've heard Gary Nerdrotic talk about, and I've heard you guys talk about comics, about how it, it became obvious that the companies are looking down at the very people who buy the comic books and play the video games. And as you're saying, Jeremy, go to the movies. It's this real, like, contemptuous attitude, like having contempt. Yeah. For if you audience. actually look at the Twitter of like someone like Dan Slott, who used to write for Spider-Man, Spider-Man he yeah. hates his fans. He really does. And he hates Spider-Man fans. I mean, I I any of these comic book creators, you look at their Twitter and it's basically them just taking a big old dump all over their Non-stop. Yeah. Non-stop. Yeah. They get handed our like beloved heroes, um, you know, and they gaslight us and they're like, oh, there were no black superheroes. Oh, yeah. What about Spawn? Oh, um, there, there were no black female superheroes. Oh, okay, what about Storm? Oh, oh, they, they take over these mantles and they don't even understand the product or the lore. Mm -hmm. And then and then, he's exactly right. They, they're really antagonistic. Here's a problem I think that happens is uh, you get handed this property, right? Like Dan Slott, for example, very famous Spider-Man guy. But it, it, this applies everywhere. Tons of people follow you and, and you think they're following you because they care what Dan Slott says but they're really following you because they want to know what's going on with Spider-Man. Right. And so they end up getting this inflated ego. The same thing with Hollywood, right? Like I don't really give a damn what anybody in Hollywood has to say about modern politics, but they get like a million Instagram followers and they're like, Oh, I'm going to change my profile picture to a black square. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't, um, we don't, we don't care like dance dance for us that that's what you're supposed to do we don't care what you what you what your politics are and then that's why you have you know 100,000 followers and you can get like 11 likes on a tweet because you've just pissed everyone off yeah it's almost like i was trying to figure out how to put this into words earlier when you were talking about like with LeBron James, you're saying it's it's not that i think he needs to shut up and dribble he can have his opinions mm -hmm. but there's something there. We we were talking about Dolly Parton recently and how they hate her because she won't speak ideology forcefully enough for them. She won't go out and lecture her audience and speak with contempt towards people who don't agree with her. And but she's so, very inclusive and very. I would yes. say she's very liberal, you know. And like they, and so you're they right. I remember that. that. Yeah. And I think I think the issue is this because I, I mean I've always felt. I've always thought they should be able to, everyone should be able to speak their opinion. I mean, obviously I'm speaking my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, celebrities speak yours, what have you. It's just don't do it with this expectation that we give you undue weight because you're yeah, a movie point. star right. or because you're a singer or whatever. You know, I, I, why should I treat your opinion any differently than I do that of my plumber? My plumber mm -hmm. has opinions Right. And you know about politics, and they're probably and more also, based. They're probably more. Actually, he had a Beto sticker on his car. He's like Beto. He's I know, I know. What? But, <laughs> but, but he he has opinions, and yeah, he doesn't. Clearly. Even though we disagree on some things, he doesn't speak to me his opinions as if he's more morally and intellectually evolved than mm. I am, and yeah. that he has contempt for me because I disagree, or if I dis. You know, it's. 
there, there's something about the way in which the celebrities, those of those are the, uh, the the ones who choose to be um, on their moral high horse about this. I think I think it's the fact that they they act with this expectation that we should all care and pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I, I and it's um completely unearned, and um I, I do think that like. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm, my head is filled with visions of Madonna in a, in a, in her bath with rose petals <laughs> and like milk water, or whatever. Like, oh, this, we're all in this together. And like, she puts that on Instagram. Like, what were you thinking? Like, no, Can we're not. Be more out of touch. Yeah, we're not in this together. You're worth a billion dollars. Okay. Like, or Ellen, you know, oh, I feel like I'm in a prison in like my, Four hundred million dollars sprawling, wow. whatever. Like, that's that's when it goes like it goes too far. Like they're 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 like they've finally overstepped. Um, I, I think it's weird to 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 get this stuff from uh, Hollywood or musicians. Although musicians, I think in my experience, not pop stars, but like when I was young and I listened to a lot of punk music, like those dudes knew. What, what you know what they were doing or what they were talking about but like um it it's frightening how many people are like oh uh uh chelsea handler told me that 50 percent of <laughs> God, she had what she had some tweet that was totally insane it was i i forget what it was but it was like a couple weeks ago and i'm like why are you listening to her <laughs> i mean i don't get it she's yeah. an idiot I was yeah. going to say, she's had a lot of tweets that are just insane. I think, just terrible. I think to take it back to the our humans designed to worship, is there something in us that makes us inclined to worship? And I, I think someone like of someone like her, and I think of some of the comics I've worked with, comedians I've worked with, and I think it fills that hole for people. It gives you the, the things that you might otherwise get from going to church every week, having a community of people who believe what you do, um, and so they, they say these things that get increasingly, they, that are just insane or they're repeating facts that are wrong or, you know, Chelsea Handler has said stuff about, uh, black people's opinions, like not being black if they hold certain yeah. opinions. That yeah. So, yeah. That is so racist. I mean, <laughs> how can you just say she's that? had sex with a few black guys. She thinks that she, <laughs> she can like lecture the black community and they let it happen. I'm like, I don't get it. I, I just I don't know yeah I don't I don't know how she's not getting completely shredded. Yeah, because she's on your, the right side. Yeah. Is that your cat? Yeah, Danny. Can I say Danny? Annie. Annie. Oh, what a great name! <laughs> All um, my cats I, are Western themed names. Oh, so Annie Oakley. Yeah, I have Annie. I have um, Doc for Doc Holiday, mm -hmm. Colt for Colt Forty Five, and then um, my dogs Huck. Which is uh, a reference not to Huck Finn, but to Doc Holliday saying, "I'm your Huckleberry." Huckleberry, yeah, yeah. So, I'm running out of Western-themed names, but um, we'll see how long. I oh, can you can going. find more. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Amarillo Slim. There you go. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I think yeah. He, he Slim. was a poker player, a Western poker yeah. player, and that's a good name. Slim's not a bad dog name, too. I don't know that. Yeah. I have a new dog coming on Saturday. Um, She's off. She's a uh, off theme, but I, I I called her Ruby, but just because I thought as good dog name, and she's a she's her coat's like kind of red, oh. but uh, maybe I'll 
now I might re now I might have to reconsider Slim. I still have time. <laughs> you, you do? You do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, I want to read a couple yeah. more super chats. Um there've been a lot. Thank you guys. This is from 200 Watt Studio. Says I would like to hear your thoughts on the Oscars raising homeless camps for the Oscar ceremony while giving the Oscar to a film about a homeless woman. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They pushed all the homeless from around what is it um studio uh the grand wherever it was it's like a train for, station right yeah yeah exactly unions whatever grand they call Central. it but yeah, yeah for weeks uh sorry the week before they were moving homeless a uh, force sorry forcing homeless off uh that's so out of touch that's so, just, just that's a chef's kiss that's perfect <laughs> That's like what you fart in a champagne glass. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. This is from Sergeant Hodel. It's insane how much more interesting Japanese storytelling is versus current stuff from America and Europe. Yeah. Uh, Big Definitely. Ugly Clown. Big Ugly Clown, I think you sir, says the fact that the uh, the fact that those corporations and institutions are willing to eat the loss, like the NBA, screams to the fact that propaganda now comes before profit. Well, it's also a, a part of uh, stakeholder capitalism, which we know is being pushed by Klaus Schwab. So mm -hmm. it's by all the way, part of it. I, by the way, I am aware of Josie and Wyatt, but I'm saving those for human babies. Right. Uh, I really wanted to, I really wanted to name Ruby Josie, but then I was like, man, I, that's kind of a sweet name for a daughter. So I'm, it's in my back. So nobody in chat, don't be no. I know nobody's ever been named Josie before, but. Um, yeah, I'm holding out of those for, for humans to chat was making suggestions. I was like, I don't want him to think I didn't think of Wyatt. I just saving <laughs> that for a human baby. What about May? No, May West. Who am I thinking of? Oh, I know. Um, I she's, know who you're talking about. Is it, um, she's a comedian though, right? She's not like a Western. No. Okay. Never mind. I know. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah, read some of those. Okay, Johnny, Johnny Boy, quick draw. Best stream ever. Quartering, speaking about child abuse in Magic the Gathering tournaments. He was on Andy Worski's channel with Rags, and I don't know who that is. Watching the memes created in real time was unreal. <laughs> Asked Jeremy about Adam Race. Worski. Adam Race Worski. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but um, I think I, I didn't see the super chat, but the other guy was Mr. Medicare. I think that was on with us. Yeah, I, I found about with another investigative journalist, with an investigative journalist, Lou Calgiovanni, we found 13 active uh, people with charges of uh, getting a little wow. too handsy in the judge program. Um, and... I, I did get, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to toot my horn here. I did get, like, between me and my viewers, we got Hasbro, the company that owns Wizards of the Coast, to change the policy for judges and force background checks um, on any judges out there. Um, and, and the funny thing was, the what, judges. These are judges for Magic the Gathering? Yeah. yeah. So anytime, like in any store or like any big event, you have volunteer judges. That's a whole nother conversation. They're basically slaves, but they, you, you know, if there's a, there might be at a tournament, there might be 5,000 games going on at one time. So you got people walking around and these are also people that go to local tournaments and stuff. They're like, you're just your referee basically. And um, yeah, there was a bunch of them that were peds 
and uh and and it it killed wizards that i was the one that brought it up but like, <laughs> did we had yeah. thousands of people calling their customer service center and hasbro finally overruled because i bet you wizards was like ah, we're not going to do it because it's him anyway then the judge program pushed back and said that they weren't going to do it because it was going to put some dead name people at risk or whatever there's going to dead name some people i was like okay look i don't care what name they use just make sure they haven't touched kids like I, I, I'm not saying I don't. Just make sure they haven't been convicted of that. Like I don't need any more information than that. That's fine. Right. That's amazing. It's, it just shows you where the priorities are. Like how messed up they are. Yeah. Going after you. Lifetime ban. Yeah. Meanwhile. Yeah. yeah. I think the same thing was happening in some of the um, uh, sci-fi author communities as well. It's it's ringing some bells for me. Yeah, John Delarose. He was kind of kicked out of yes. Worldcon, I think. Yeah. Yes. Who's that other author? There's a big, uh, another big sci-fi author. I did a couple of videos on him. I'm trying to think what his name was. He was like a novelist. Um, I don't know. Go on. Sorry. That's fine. If you think about it, it comes yeah. to me. I'll, so yeah. Media Bear. Thanks, sir. Says Jeremy is terrific. Thanks for hosting this. Great show, mm. y'all. Thank you. Yeah. And Pyrotomsky says, get woke, go broke only works until the government steps in to subsidize them. Mm. Like in Hollywood. True. Yep. Maddie H. Oh, thanks, Maddie. Maddie says, hey, Jeremy, thanks for what you did for Caleb. I have been in the same situation myself, and it sucks. I don't know what I would have done if it was splashed across social media. You're awesome. Mm. Can you yeah. tell people about the Hollywood, um, Hollywood, about the Holiday Inn thing, if they didn't see that video? Yeah. Um, there's a kid uh, working the desk at 3 in the morning, so you can imagine, uh, who... A customer, I was giving him a hard time because the reservation system wasn't working, and he had, he has um, border bipolar, uh, and what is B B P um borderline personality? Yeah, or? that's what it is. Okay, yeah, borderline personality. Larry Korea. Yeah, you're right, chick. That's the author I was talking about. Um, so he has a uh, Korea. I'm not sure how he pronounces it, but. Yeah, so he had a, a break. Like um, this customer was like goading him, goading him, goading him. Started filming him, and like, it the kid was trying to help him, but he he said like I have a mental disorder. Give me a minute. Like I need a minute to try and like figure this out. Uh, he ends up having like a, a a mental breakdown. He starts punching himself in the face, and then like, and then this piece of shit like goes around the counter and keeps filming him like crying in the corner. So then this video gets posted by uh, everyone's favorite uh, grifter, Tariq Nasheed, oh. and it gets and it gets framed as a race thing. Oh my so God. Tariq Nasheed tweets it out. Uh, white ho uh, ho hotel worker has breakdown after being berated by a black customer. So, you know, that's that's how it so that's ends typical up. Tariq. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's a suspected white supremacist. Mm -hmm. Um but the yeah, so then I decided, like you know, let's make this kid rich. So now he's got 125 grand, and um, he's quit his job, and he's currently in. Well, he quit before I talked to him, um, but he's in. He's in inpatient now, or starting Monday, try to get. This is something, from what I understand, is not like ever going to be an easy fight for him. But um, he's getting uh, he's getting treatment now, so. Uh, are, that's good. They, they are so good at, they're so good at projecting and at flipping 
the dynamics of what's actually happening. So in that video, when I watched it, it's, it's very much you are bullying this kid. He was, in, yeah. In yeah. multiple ways. You're doing it in person, and now you're, you're also doing it online by trying mm -hmm. to mob him and shame him and make fun of him. And yet you have the gall to present it as if he was some racist. On top bully. of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On top of everything yeah. else. Yeah. I saw well, Tariq was going after you too, calling you a white supremacist. Like, I know. This I guy is, he is, care. he is a grifter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you get his new movie, Buck Breaking, coming out this week on Amazon. The, um, <laughs> the, yeah. I don't care. He's irrelevant. Like I, he can say whatever he wants about me, but um he he uh when i talked to caleb that was the one that really bothered him um because he's self-aware about his disorder he himself admitted to me he's like i i knew he said i knew one day i was gonna end up on one of these public freakout sites or something like that but the you know he he was very upset that it was being framed as a race thing like he's like of course it wasn't and uh he was very kind and and um so I'm glad that the internet came to, to, to his defense, just like they did that officer who roasted LeBron and got uh, suspended this week. I think the internet raised him like a hundred, 150 grand, like a day too. Wow. Um, okay. I've got one more for you, Jerry. Yeah. This is em Emperor's maybe New Mexico. Just wanted to say hi and give Jeremy props for covering the Brony smear article. <laughs> As weird as some yeah. escapism fandoms are, that article was like an SW fandom attack leftover. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars, I think they must Star mean. Wars. But yeah, that was, look, <laughs> I, I have fans that are into a wide variety of things, and I don't judge them for it. Um, you know, I have furry fans, brony fans. As long as they police their own communities, then... I'm, I'm going to give them a lot of passes on a lot of things. Like the furry community is one I will never understand, but like, as long as you police, there are, there is, there is an element of like weirdos in that community. Like as long as you're calling them out and, and not like covering for them, then I'm not, I'm going to leave you alone. Like I don't, I don't really rip on very, you know, unique fandoms. Yeah. I, can we talk about this for a second? Okay, mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this more, partially because of a conversation about being I a had. furry. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, one of my old clients used to go to the furry conventions. I won't say who, but yeah, I heard I stories. To, yeah, there's one in Wisconsin <laughs> every year, and my viewers are always like, "Come on, man!" I'm like, "Dude, are there cameras allowed in there?" Yeah. Okay. No. Like, I support but, you, but you're but, in costume. Yeah. Or most of you is. Well, I wasn't wearing. I'm not gonna wear a costume. I would like just go to say hi to some fans. <laughs> well, uh, I was talking about fandom a little bit with um, one of my favorite new shows. I know I mentioned a lot, but is called Disaffected. It's actually a mm. podcast about social justice ideology through the lens of there be personality disorders like borderline personality disorder. Oh, and that's so very specific. Yeah. So specific. It talks about how a lot of the people in this ideology, or he talks about how you see a lot of the BPD characteristics and the, the NPD characteristics in the behavior of people in this belief system. Interesting. And um, one of the things he said in a recent show, and it made me think a lot was he was talking about fandoms and identity and people who start to mistake their, their fandom, their fantasy world for who they are. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I draw a distinction between I, like, I don't think all fantasy is bad. I used to, I love going to Comic-Con. I've been to the weird con. I've been to the, uh, um, some of the, the LARPing conventions. Oh, I just like see, I thought yeah, you were like, going to, I thought you were going somewhere. You said <laughs> LARPing's uh, weird. That's like a uh, normie take. I thought you were like, <laughs> you know, no. I thought you were coming with something really bizarre. No, it's called weird. It's W Y R D. Oh, the con. name is. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. And I've been to weird con and, and that's LARPing and there's all different kinds of LARPs, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think the issue though, is when it, when it crosses into more than just fun and frivolity and it becomes who you are like anything when it becomes like we said like ideology as identity Mm -hmm. would you say that there's a problem with that in some of these fantasy communities with it okay well if you (laughs) you could take it to the um you know where it where i see it most manifested is in stan culture what's that and uh it's like these weirdos who are like by the way nothing wrong with k-pop okay (laughs) It's not for me, but like stands are like these super fans of like a particular actor, actress. For example, I made fun of Nicki Minaj and she has this like stan (laughs) culture called the barbs. And they were like sending death threats to me. They were, they were, they said that they wanted to kill my dog. All this stuff. And like, yeah, they're notorious for this. Right. But that is, so there's, They've identified as a Nicki Minaj fan. And if you make fun of her, then you make fun of them. Make you fun of them, yeah. Yeah. Didn't and they did they try doxing you? They did dox me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, it, I don't care. Show up at my house. I fucking dare you. But the <laughs> um the that isn't an invitation or a threat. That was just hypothetical statement in Minecraft that I just made. But the um <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like that with fandoms. Like, so you have like in Star Wars, this is like some shouldn't be that deep, Laurel. Like Raylos are Star Wars stands. Um, they that's their name for them, not mine. And they're some of the most toxic people. They're like fans of is it that they just want to see Ray and Kylo Ren. Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. Shippers is what they are. Oh, shippers. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know all the terminology, but that's so like this is who they are there were two of them that were so insane (laughs) that they wrote this like five thousand word essay rewriting ripley (laughs) yeah that said that like that linked me to like steve bannon yeah it's (laughs) it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and they i mean they really thought they were doing something with this article and like that's stan culture. Like that's what they probably spent every waking moment for months working on this article, and it, everyone just laughed at it. And um, yeah. So anyway, Nick long Monroe story. Had a really good rebuttal. Who did? Oh, Nick, Nick Monroe. Monroe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he did. It was very good. Um, and his was actually based in fact. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is this sort of stan culture? Sort of culture is sort of like the. Um, the leave Brittany alone guy from way back in the day. Oh uh, yeah. Somebody or who's like, so or like, into. Exactly. That That's it. And then imagine like a thousand of them, you know, are in a Facebook group together <laughs> and then they, you know, it's gotta be like Beatlemania back in the day. Right. But we didn't have internet, <laughs> but there were like Beatle fra- fans that 
they had like everything they wore was Beatles. They had a Beatle lunchbox. They had Beatles this and that. Yeah. So they're the all awful. Was that the name of the Nicki Minaj one? I believe so. Yeah. That With sounds like like out of some like Greece or something. Like the barbs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. They're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. They're gonna fight the greasers or whatever the other one. The, the other one's called or whatever. The sharks and the barbs and the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think they're. Thank you for going down that route with me and teaching me yeah. something new. You probably interest looking at. You probably like going down that rabbit hole of stand culture because it does cross into that ideological becomes identity. Yeah. But it's actually like on crack. It's like, it's not just their identity, it's their religion. Like they, the stuff these weirdos do mm-hmm. um, is is hard to imagine without just kind of looking them up, you know? Yeah, you know, it said like the, the old school, you know, back in the day stands were like the Trekkies and there's that documentary Trekkies where there's, yeah, there's that one lady that was too. wearing her uniform to work and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my my crazy what's a show on like um I'm not gonna admit I watch this or not, but there's like my my weird obsession or you know, like the people that drink gasoline or whatever, but like or eat their mattress. But like <laughs> in their case, they're like fans of Star a particular subset of Star Wars or something. Yeah. Yeah. I um I used to work on a it was just it, it was a couple episodes of a web show with a comedian called Obsessed. And the idea mm. behind it was we were he was gonna be the host, we and we 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 did the first two or three episodes before it got axed from MSN, the bubble, back when all these different channels were trying to do launch yeah. um, streaming or platforms. And so each one we got to go into a fandom. And the first one was Harry Potter. And I met this girl who, on the one hand, I have this respect for it. I think it's interesting, fascinating. But on the other hand, it, it does cross that line to me where it becomes identity. It's not just... I love Harry Potter. It's my whole room is wallpapered in Harry Potter pages and articles and things. I've read the book so many times that I can quote from it, like the Bible. I can re- I can recite it to you, like the Bible. I, and, I th- oh god, you know. But yeah, it's like I have a wand collection. I have all you know, my whole world and identity. I think a lot Potter. of these people um, have suffered some sort of trauma in their life, and um, maybe not physical, but emotional. Mm-hmm. And so they dive into something and it becomes like their escape yeah. uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's why they're so unpredictable and rabid. Um, if you like the Harry Potter fandom, there was a, a great, uh, if you follow the story of, there was this very high end expensive Harry Potter LARP. Do you remember this? Um, where they yeah. rented a castle um, in Scotland and social justice stuff like got into it. And it, oh, and, it wow. and it totally collapsed. It's a, it's a, I'm sure chat will, 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 will say, it, but it was fascinating. Like many thousands of dollars on this for this LARP as Harry Potter. Um, but there was some weird as you know, social justice or identity politics stuff that came into it. They ran out of money and it just crashed and burned. It was great for me to report on. Um, but, uh, <laughs> It's 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 kind of a it's like a hyper. You have like probably only Harry Potter stands plus people who are you know deep into identity politics. That's great. That's crazy. That is exactly the kind of rabbit hole I want to go down. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of articles on it. Yeah. Um, 
I want to read just a couple more I left out. Brian Edward, I have to say hi to him. He gave us a super chat. He's one of the organizers of MythCon, the Better Discourse mm. Conference. I know, Brian, yeah. And he said, yeah, agree. Sofane is a legit guy. Really, all the lefties at Better Discourse had a blast. Thank you, Brian. Um, and I wanted to... I'm, I missed some here, but you made me think of one other... This is a rabbit hole I went down recently, and we're going to do a video about this. I'm excited to go down the rabbit hole with the viewer. <laughs> mm. But I can't contain my excitement, so I'm going to ask about it now. I just found out about, <laughs> I just found out about the um, dissociative identity disorder community on YouTube. I was not in the loop. This is what know. used to be yeah. called multiple personality disorder. Right, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Um, Whoa. Okay. They, I'm going to be watching a, some videos today. Holy yeah. shit, Jeremy. They have their stars in this community now in this world and they all have DID yeah, and supposedly and yep. I bet you there are some imposters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. If you start to watch them, you're like, holy shit. Can't you tell that at least this one is act. Some of them have millions of followers. Some of them come on camera and they, so they all, they have rules that have developed in this community. Um, much like social justice rules and social social justice has crept in as well. So you'll see people come on camera and be like, um, my system is named Chloe. They have systems and they refer to each other as their system. Like my system is Carrie. Um, hold on. I'm going to disassociate. And then they'll be like, they can't do I'm, that on command. Can they, they do on com No, but they do right, it on okay. camera. Yeah. Some of the most. Oh, so it's a LARP. Yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like. But people believe it and they at least That's so sad. They at least front that they're real. And so now there's all these turf wars happening where some of the popular ones are accusing other ones of faking their dissociative oh, identity disorder <laughs> and cultural appropriation because they're like one of your identities black, but you're white. Oh, I and love this. You're oh, I love this. <laughs> so That's gonna be oh, amazing. I yeah. I I I was spent many hours watching these videos and trying to figure out what's going on and how did the subculture emerge and they're like legit serious and some of the popular ones one of them appears to have stolen a lot of her they call their different personalities alts yeah um, yeah she yeah appears to have stolen her alts from a book and oh my god this is <laughs> like I you, you know make this shit up yeah and you know what sucks is like this is legitimately harmful. You know, mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be a wet blanket, but like, right. I'm going to watch them. But like, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like, it's, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a weird parallel to make, but, uh, a little known fact is, uh, I actually had a, 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 a claw machine channel where I used to play, uh, claw machines and like show people how to win or show people which machines are rigged. Um, the today show even flew me out to like do a segment on them. And then what happened was. And by the way, uh, that community was amazing because I was making family-friendly content. Ad revenue was unbelievable. And like I got to go play claw machines or go That's to awesome. theme parks for, for uh, you know, for uh, as a write-off. Um, but then people would start – people figured out that, hey, I can just buy my own claw machine and put a $5,000 item in it. And like crank up the turn off the difficulty or turn off the riggage and then fake my wins. And then so those videos would go viral because you'd be like, I want a PS4 out of a claw machine. And then I would make videos like, listen, bro, that 
isn't possible. Yeah. But it didn't matter. <laughs> no one cared. No and it cared. was super harmful because then people would go and they would piss their money away. Like I tried to point out like, hey, this machine is rigged. This machine has a, a, a preset payout. These are the things you want to look for. You know, you don't play any of these uh, particular brands of machines because they're always rigged. But then these people were buying those or renting them and then faking their wins. And um, yeah, that was bad. Oh, that's but, interesting. Yeah, I got I quit the space. I had like 100,000 plus subscribers and I was like, I can't compete with liars. Like I just. Yeah. I, it sucked, and and um and I knew that these little eight year olds were watching this, you know, and they were gonna go and put their money in these machines that they had zero chance at winning at. It was really, really unfortunate. The I think the analogy you're drawing there is a good one because I I do see people. I can see young people watching these, and I look through the comments, and I'm blown away at the people who think that these are real, that some of these are real, and the same way that, you know, anorexia was a social con. Con contagion in a way. Yeah. Once it was introduced in popular culture, then it spread among girls who maybe not had not considered it before. Cutting, same with cutting. Yeah. yeah. I think you can make the argument for being transgender has now spread and caught on. I think so too. Yeah. And and now I had no well, idea. Well, transgender is a term for a reason, right? I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That it's such a it's such a low risk thing to do for the most part too, unless you get into the medical mm -hmm. stuff. That it's it's like um. It's like any woman in Hollywood coming out as bi. Like, well, they get like the, the free, 90s, free articles and, and, and you know, they've, they don't have to prove it. Back in the 90s, it was very popular, very trendy to be gay, especially on college yeah. campuses. Yeah. Especially if you're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, right. I had a conversation with Mike Harlow at, uh, I think that's his name, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I was talking about this phenomenon, you know, and I was like, you know, if... I, a dude, like, there's so many women that come, I think, are, like, baloney sauce. I mean, let me be very clear. Obviously, people are gay. I believe they're born that way. I, I support their lifestyle, and I wish them the best. But I also believe that they're imposters that do it for clout. Like, For sure. And, like, if there's, a, like, a, a woman coming out, this is going to be crass, but I'm just going to say it because whatever. Um, if a dude is, like, getting railed by another dude... Like that's like a high risk thing. Like um, you're committed. I'm saying like uh, <laughs> if you're having sex with another man, I just think like it's easier for two women to to have a relationship. Like, uh, does that make sense? I'm trying to say it without being gross. You but mean like, yeah. for points or something? For yeah, yeah. Like if you're gonna status? like look at like Amber Heard for example was like married to a woman, and then then she's married to a man, and like I don't know. I just think a dude you know, taking it, you know, is, is like you're committed to the cause. That's tougher to, that's tougher to pretend. Tougher to fake, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're committed to the cause also, yeah. and maybe this is changing now, but you know, 20 years ago, not to age myself back in school, you got a bit of, so, like you were saying comics, it was sort of trendy for a while. You got a bit of, um, social status for saying that you were bi as a woman mm -hmm. that you did not get as a man. Yeah. And it was risk-free. Yeah. Like you, 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 there was no negative, there was much less negative stigma of females being gay because like every man was like sweet threesomes, yeah. you know, and like <laughs> it just wasn't the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. There's one that we missed that Beverly wanted to make sure we saw. Thank you, Beverly. This is from Epistavis. 
And he says, Jeremy, wokeness has crept into movies, TV shows, comics, etc. Do you think the failure of Batwoman to new X-Men and the success of Kong versus Godzilla and Berserker, do you suspect that the pendulum will swing back soon? No. I wish it would. <laughs> I mean, I think we just, I think you can control. It goes back to my like micro, my microaggressions against China or like woke companies just keep supporting stuff that isn't woke because companies will always be willing to write off a loss. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, I think Batwoman, by the way, failed because they thought everyone would just watch her because she was gay and they forgot that they actually have to have good writing. <laughs> um, and then, so then it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. So they say, Oh, men won't watch this show because they're homophobic. But then the show is actually just very poorly written. Uh, so poorly that really, I mean, we'll find out later, but Ruby Rose quit the show for a reason. She did. If she thought the show had any future whatsoever, she went to quit it. Um, by the way, Ruby Rose got in trouble for not being gay enough or something yeah. like that. I don't remember that. Um, and not so being then, Jewish at that. Yeah. And then, so then they bring in, they're like, oh, super safe. We're going to get a black gay female to play the play the role and still the show actually cratered even worse <laughs> because they just forgot that like they, they assumed that how do I put it like they they put the cart before the horse they should have had a good right good writing in place and then worry about being inclusive but instead they say well pff, I mean we're just gonna put a gay black lady everyone tweets about it it trends on Twitter every <laughs> I, Sunday I don't night. think they care though they, they they'll just simply use it as a shield I, I think they can get away with um they will, as deep yeah. as possible. You know, they don't care if the writing's good or not. It's crap. They'll make it. And, and if um, anyone criticizes it, they'll hide behind the shield of, oh, POC, you're racist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's, maybe I'm just so used to it that I feel like it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah. But like, I hope anyway, it's probably my own bias, but like when somebody says that now, I'm just like, no. Like, just like I'm not even entertaining that. Um, you're just I wrong. I don't think the you're wrong, garbage. man. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. And the other thing too, we got to watch out for is that if the no, I the mean, like, um, sorry, that, that's my response to somebody calling me racist for something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. not you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. No, no, no worries. But I, I think the danger is if if the pendulum doesn't swing back to a neutral position, at some point in time, somebody's going to grab that pendulum and pull back to the far right, and that's the it's thing we have to be. Yeah, it's yep. going to overcorrect, and we have to be very careful with that. Yeah, I'd agree. I agree with that. Oh, and we already see like, I I actually think it's pretty cringe. This like, um, we need to create conservative culture. Like, I think that's. I just don't. I look. I wish Shapiro all the best, but like, I still think that's like going about it the wrong way, the wrong motivating factors. I think we should be trying to create things that are like apolitical and entertaining and good and unbiased instead of being like, well, Hollywood just keeps putting out woke, woke trash. So we're, so that's in my mind, the, the pendulum, I didn't see the run, hide fight movie. I, I heard a lot of people say it was good, but I haven't I seen heard it people say it was like decent for, you know, yeah. their first movie and like, but like what I don't want is like, uh, everything to be super like conservative that I, I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need things going back to like veggie tales. I mean, that, that's the funny thing yeah. is that the, the right has always put out very cringy shit. 
Yes, always. And, and, yeah. yeah, always. Yeah. And now is the time to actually go and put out something that is neutral that everybody will enjoy and not just pander to conservatives. Yeah, yeah. right. That's what I would, you know, prefer. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, like, <laughs> like, Super Troopers is a great movie. I'm not sure it has a political message. Like, I want more of that. No, yeah. it doesn't. I, <laughs> it's about you know, <laughs> like, yeah, but I just like, I want that. Like, I don't want like this tr like garbage where they're like, hey, we're going to force out this movie because it has. Look what's going to happen to Marvel this year. If we had a traditional box office, I'm going to make a, I don't even think that hot of a take. If we had a traditional box office, non-lockdown, I guarantee you Phase 4 Marvel would have been a disaster. Oh, absolutely. Nobody wants to see the freaking Eternals. Who? Who? And they're like, oh, but the cast is so diverse. Like, it's uh, every, you know, it's like um, five different characters, none of which are white, I don't think. I don't know. But like, and it's like, why did you pick that movie and, 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 and elevate it when you could have made, you know, a Superman movie? which is DC, but you get my point. Like you could have mm. made another movie that we want. How about making a good freaking X-Men movie? X-Men, please, please. And thank you. But no, they're like, Oh, well we're going to have, we're going to bring out she Hulk and we're going to bring out the Eternals and, and Loki. Nobody hey, wants. If she Hulk done right, could be done. could be very popular. I know, but I know you've probably seen the writers. It's not going to be, no, it's not going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, Dana Schwartz, man, beautiful woman, mm, yeah. but uh, terrible opinions. I think there's something you're saying here about conservative culture, which I I would agree with you. I don't I don't think we need a a, a conservative a parallel conservative culture in terms of like entertainment companies and musicians and popular. Uh, uh, video game creators and what have yeah. you. I just do, I do think that we need a parallel economy. No, oh, it's for, coming for sure. For wrong thing. And it just so happens, it just so happens that the conservatives are leading the charge. And so my fear is that it all gets branded then as conservative culture. Did you see that, that they, conservative movie or did you see that? Yes. You know, like I don't yeah. want that either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me either. But I see sort of what happened with comic books, you know, with independent creators creating their own comic books, that's sort of what I would like to see across the board. And if it's going to be a conservative company like Daily Wire who steps into the movie space first, well, go right ahead. But I hope that what they produce doesn't necessarily have an ideological bent, like what you're saying. Yeah. I just, I want to see Super Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, yeah, I would love if, if, um, let's say you took like Gina Carano and Kevin Sorbo and you put them in a movie that wasn't about anything inherently conservative. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, like I'm cool with that. You know, I think Gina Carano would be great in the expendables, you know, um, or that, you know, that movie franchise, but uh, it's, she's not going to be allowed in it. Although Sly is pretty, he might be able to make it work, but well, he's yeah. working with uh, your boy, Zach. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well, he put Wesley Snipes in his, yeah. one of his films and he's, you know, so I'm hoping, um, or no. Yeah. Wesley Snipes, right. The guy, yeah. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, he is, he did his time. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm cool with counterculture, but I, what I don't want is this, you know, like movies dunking on SJWs. I don't yeah. want that. You know, I, I, Nobody, I don't think anybody really wants that. You know, it'd be funny though, is a parody, a parody of 
what if conservatives created entertainment the way that social justice warriors do where they lecture you? So it's like, oh. um, you know, it'd be really cool. Batwoman. If we lower the <laughs> yeah. if we lower uh, state income tax and <laughs> yeah right we can the solve the yeah. problem by by putting more money in the people's pockets. Let's go to the polls. <laughs> Just lecture you, but about like you know what's yeah. really not square having a family and raising your kids right. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Uh, you know what the real superhero is? Proper identification when you vote. <laughs> somebody make that somebody watching yeah, yeah. that would be that hilarious yeah <laughs> as long as it poked fun at you know like you'd have to be self-aware you know yeah. it would be funny yeah it would have to be self-aware <laughs> okay i don't want to keep you too long i've got one from punk waddle <laughs> what a name it says with the way most topics are becoming more polarized and politicized what do you think it will take to get back to a more balanced mentality. Well, I think I think it it's uh, it has to be a, uh, I think it has to come from the consumers. I think we have to stop supporting films. Like there's there's um like uh what's the word? like there's a uh, a current a back current like okay, they've filmed all this woke crap for the past 5 years, right? Right. So mm-hmm. like uh, there's not going to be an immediate change, but if we stop supporting stuff, I, I think that's all anyone can do. And I, I think, well, at some point, these people are going to want to make some money, hopefully, or somebody is going to. Maybe Warner Brothers says, you know, we're fine. We've got a dedicated loss budget here to, you know, garbage this or garbage that. But eventually, you're going to see a major landscape change this year. You're going to see thousands of theaters close in this country. Uh, and 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 I, I don't really know what that means for the future of big budget cinema uh, because you just don't make the same money. The, this, the industry is much smaller in, in like that st- in the streaming sense because you're not <laughs> selling people popcorn and Reese's Pieces and and um, you know cups, and you're not spending ad dollars on it, and and plus people aren't willing to spend thirty dollars to vod live stream something. You know, fewer people are. So I do think that there's hope, but it has to start at the consumer level. We have to stay strong and realize that, yeah, maybe this big budget Hollywood movie isn't like the most important thing in my life right now, and I can just skip this. You know, and mm-hmm. more people do that. I hope you know there'll be more opportunities. I think they're playing the long game. I think they're going to stick with it as long as they can, because what they're trying to do right now is indoctrinate the next generation. So they're waiting for us to age out. So they'll have their woke consumers waiting for them when we're gone. Well, if you really want to get blackpilled and and if if you go down further with your position, which I don't necessarily, I, I gave my, the answer I hope is true. Yeah, I know. I I want to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But if you go on like, like, okay, so we use, uh, millennials or whatever use YouTube. Gen Z uses TikTok. And and you see a lot of the same like 2016 radical feminist crap. That's it's popular now again on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It got rooted out of YouTube, but TikTok, you don't make response videos. You don't like and a lot of this like Gen Z are really the, they're the part of the, the stand culture. They're the cultural appropriation crap. They're the they're the ones pushing all this cancel culture, you know, 14 year olds got Gina Crona fired. You know, that's, that's who wanted her fired. It wasn't like normal adults. Um, 
so yeah, way to end on a and a terribly <laughs> negative note, but I think you could still support. There will always be good. There will always be somebody willing to take your money for a good and for a good product. And oh, it absolutely. might not be as big of a budget, but you'll get cool stuff. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity mm-hmm. where there's a vacuum. Somebody's going to come into that space and say like, Hey, maybe, I mean, I think Sylvester Stallone is a perfect example. He just produces boring act. Like, I'm sorry, not boring, but not noteworthy action films. But guess what? His freaking fans show up and they go to the theater and they see it and they, and, and they enjoy it. So I think there's going to be more of that. Cool. Uh, Torque has a super chat for you. It's on screen now. Name Sam, for Bass. Sam Bass. Oh, I, I don't hate that. Oh, yeah. great old West bounty hunter and marshal for Judge Parker. Sam's not a bad dog name. That's a no, it's not. That's a human and dog name that works. Like I've seen people who name their dog like Elizabeth, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not really a dog name, but Sam works. Sam works. There's a, I mentioned this on a show recently, but there's a big fluffy, big energy, big dog at my dog park named Todd. Which <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that though. I think it works. It's a big, it's like a big floof ball yes. too. Yeah, like, it works. He's like a snuffleupagus. He comes to yeah. like, Bleh. Yeah, I think and that works. Todd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to leave you with my own suggestion. I was trying to think of this name earlier. Pearl DeVere. Oh, okay. That's a good name, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. She was, she was one of these um, ma- Old West madams who ran a brothel. Okay. And, like gun toting. Spicy. Yeah. Real badass would put people Oh, Pearl, in place. I did. She was on our short list. Now that you're cool. telling me who she was. Okay. Yeah, she was on our short list. I remember Pearl and uh, I just remember the backstory. I was like, yeah, brothel runner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeremy, for hanging yeah, out with us Thanks tonight. for having me. Given your origin story. Comics? Do you, did I step on anything? That no, you you're good. Okay. No, you're fine. Uh, actually, there's one thing I, I think um, what he should do is explain the origin of his channel name, which I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Um, so I guess what it was in going through my mind was like the literal being drawn and quartered, and in in the way that like we get pulled in all these different directions by different ideologies. You know, you have something pure, like a piece of entertainment. And then like, you know, this side wants it to have this, this side, and it, it gets, well, obviously it, it dies, but like, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, it was really about the way that you get pulled and, and, and pulled apart by outside forces um, in particular to the culture war, really to modern cinema and card games and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you that gave me chills. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. Also depressing. Can you leave us on a positive note? <laughs> All right. I have a, a so German shepherds. Um, uh, they have a lot of anxiety. They are also they're 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 also very high energy. So I've never been a two dog person before, but I got Huck a sister. And she'll be here on, on Saturday. And she's a super cute bean. She's really tiny. And she'll be peeing all over my floor <laughs> by Sunday. And it'll be good. And and uh, it'll be uh, puppy bite time again. And um, puppies always make people feel good. Puppies do. Mm-hmm. Did you 
Okay, one last thing. You just made me think yeah. of this. I can't remember if it was you I had this conversation with at the conference, but um, I was talking about how, because I'm, I, I think I'm still very interested in bringing over people who are in my old ideology. Not everyone is. I understand that. Everybody's yeah. got different focus. Like Carter's says the house is on fire and I view what we're doing as trying to dig a moat around the house, but you're <laughs> like going into the house and trying to pull people out. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I still try to do that some. And one of the things that I found is that people, I've had people who started hate watching us um, mm. someone who's become a really good friend of mine in my local community who started hate watching our show and wanted to hate on my Facebook. And then, but she said, after a while I started, I was like, Oh, but look at her dog. I, she, I like her dog. And yeah, yeah. You, you, guys, know, you, you find you have these something right. Human entry points. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, maybe that, maybe she's not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you heard and, of Daryl Davis? Yes. Yeah, I mean that's yes. that's basically what he was doing is like I'm going to go talk to these people. I want to find out why they hate me and through engaging in conversation he was able to pull these people out of the clan and that's essentially what you're kind of doing with your old ideology. Oh, he's the he's the, uh, the black guy, right? The musician, yeah, yeah the jazz yeah, musician. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it, it's he humanized himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I I think that's the thing that we need to do as well is, is to I I disagree with Carter. I th we do need to run into the burning building and pull these people out. Um because, you know, we're humans and there's something that we can find and potentially connect on to build a relationship with. Um, it, it's part of the reason why when when um, I'm trolling and somebody responds to my trolling, I treat them like a person. You know, I don't immediately start, you know, shitting on them or anything like that. It, it's um, it, in order to get these people to see your point of view, you got to humanize them and you got to humanize yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I a good try point. to. Sometimes I'm not my best self online, but I try to. That's the philosophy I want to represent. Is I want to be when I meet someone, I treat you um, with civility, even if I know ahead of time that you don't share that you that you push social justice. I want to mm. be able to treat you, and well, I have reason not to. Um, but what's funny to me is there. Some of them are so in the cult, so indoctrinated. They're not like yeah. my new friend. Um, that there was a woman recently who found me on Facebook. I don't know how, I mean, my posts get shared sometimes in these private hate groups where they go and pile on you Yeah. and some random, what's woman, that like? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was happening to you all the time. <laughs> well, it's still new for me sometimes. Yeah. And this woman came onto my dog picture. Cause that was my most recent post. And it was a picture of two dogs, and she's like, cute dogs. Too bad they're owned by a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, what? That's kind of funny, though. On the dog though. picture? Really? <laughs> Too bad they're owned by a Nazi who voted for yeah. Trump, right? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no joy. I don't. Yeah. You know what, though? That stuff used to bother me, but I actually laugh now because I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I'm not even like, a, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, dang, you know, like, your life sucks. Like, oh that. You, you seek me out to leave leave this you know because you're living free in their head that's why i know like i'm just like this is a dub like you yeah. came to my personal page to like how much time did you spend doing that i was watching a rerun of american dad smoking a bowl how much time <laughs> did you spend like seeking me out and, and and dropping this pellet of hate that i don't care about you know so right. 
that's how I try to. That's how I try to like. I found that one. Things. I find ones like that pretty funny. It's a different sort that get under my skin. Like that kind. Of, I just find that kind of fascinating, though. That you, that even something that would humanize a person to you, um, you're you're kind of you're vaccinated against it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Like it's not going to get through to me, you and your Nazi dogs. Like yeah, <laughs> almost got anyway. me. Yeah, you and your little dog too. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Jeremy. For anyone who's not familiar with your show yet, they can find you on YouTube at the Quartering and on mm -hmm. Twitter. Is there anywhere else they should? No, go? those are pretty much the two. The two. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me. And by the you. way, I had a blast. Yay! I'm so happy I got to meet you. And yeah, yeah. This was fun. This is the first time I've co-hosted a show with you, comics. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, thanks. It was fun for sure. I'm not doing a six-hour show like Gary. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Even I can't do that. I come in, he's like, will you come on? I'm like, dude, like I have an hour. It's hard to be on for that long. You know, it's, know, well, you it's have to start a lot. It depends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why just be like, I mean, yes, you could go to the pooping your pants route, but no, I, no, no. Uh, I meant like uh, just staying on, like you keep the personality on, you know, like that's yeah. tiring. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Yeah, like the astronaut who wore the astronaut diapers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody, for joining. See ya. Hit it, Beverly. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. The following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. The World Health Organization recommends socially distancing from these individuals and wearing at least two sets of earplugs at all times. In the event of an unexpected encounter, cover your ears and scream repeated insults to prevent infection. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. The fact that you are still watching this video saddens me. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.